When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, heroes, and welcome to another exciting episode of One Shot. I'm James D'Amato, your host and game master. Heroes, this week we're bringing you the conclusion of our Captain My Captain series, and also the beginning of my break, the One Shot, will continue. For those who haven't already heard, I have a baby on the way. In the next couple of days, my spouse Mel will be giving birth to a child uh, that will be taking over my life for the next little bit. Both Mel and I are so excited to welcome this child into the world. And in the meantime, we do not want the games to stop here on the One Shot Podcast. So I have reached out to people on the network, I've reached out to my friends in the industry, and I have prepared a series of guest hosts who, over the next couple of months definitely, and probably throughout the next year, will be taking my place on one shot to show off to all of you, my dear listeners, a litany of wonderful games with really great casts of people, just like one shot has always done. I just won't be a part of most of those series. Taking this time off of one shot is going to give me time to focus on raising this newborn and enjoy the period where Mel gets to go on maternity leave. Once Mel is done with their leave, I am mostly going to be the primary caretaker for this child, which is going to drastically change my schedule. That's one of the reasons we've lined up so many people to step in as guest host is I don't know what my schedule is going to look like for the next six months, definitely. But I will still be around on the network, and I have at least one series with myself in the GM seat in the bank, so you'll have plenty to look forward to as a listener of One Shot. And for fans of Campaign Skyjacks, this month we are going to be resuming new episodes of Campaign Skyjacks, and my schedule on Skyjacks is going to be totally uninterrupted. So One Shot heroes, don't worry. One Shot will still be with you. And I'll be coming back to you soon. But in the meantime, I sincerely hope you enjoy all of the wonderful guest hosts that we've lined up for you. Now, with all of that out of the way, let's get to the show. (laughs) Okay, this one makes sense for me. What flaw did the captain overlook when they brought you onto the crew? We've all heard stories about the captain and his loyal crew. Even me, even waiting in the gallows, the stories about this ship and this captain circulate. There are always people who were waiting away their final days saying, any day now that captain is going to come to this port That captain's going to see all the things that are done here by the governor and the Navy, and he'll put a stop to it. I'll be out of this cage in no time. You'll see. I listened to all of those people. Those are the last stories that I heard from them before they were nothing more than another pair of swinging feet at the gallows. But that captain did come. And 
he did see the things that the governor and the navy did this port, and he did put a stop to them. And part of that was coming into the prison and letting some of the people who talked about the captain go. But the captain came to my cell to let me go. And he asked me to join his crew, his loyal crew. That's the thing, no. That's the flaw. I've never had loyalty to anything. God gave me my spirit, gave me my body, let me loose and gave me a couple commandments, a couple rules to follow. Never felt any loyalty to them. My parents, they gave me my life, took care of me. They had a few requirements. I never felt any loyalty to them either. And here he is, the most legendary captain on the seas. The person who goes around to all the ports and sees the wrongs and sets himself about the task of righting them. The person who looks at the scrawny people waiting on the docks with their big wet eyes looking up at our glorious ship. And he finds the diamonds in the rough and he spends his days and his nights polishing them up. The captain asked me to join his crew. And I've never been grateful for a thing in my life. Still looked at me. He saw what I was. He saw what I thought that I was going to do. And he had me join his crew. Broken things that don't deserve pity. All the things I've done. The governor, the navy, they'd put people in that prison They'd hang him for all sorts of things. But I kind of knew that I should be there, you know. I can't be loyal to the captain. I've never been loyal to anyone who gave me anything. But he asked me to join the crew. Did you ever find that loyalty tested? There hasn't been an opportunity yet. One of the things about living the way that I've lived is... I see things that other people don't. I see when people look away. I see when people let their guard down, let themselves be vulnerable. And I seize on those opportunities. You got a friend who's got a nice watch. Well, they just need to let their guards down. Then it's your watch. You have a nice watch. You see... A policeman who looks at people like they're dirt. And you see how smug they are. And then they let their guards down, and there isn't a smug policeman anymore. I see things people don't see. And yeah, I'm on the lookout, even with the captain, because you never know. Never seen him let his guard down once. So there's no test. There's no test, I guess, until... He trusts me, but I don't think he is ever going to trust me. It's not that he asked me to be on the crew because he knew I'd be loyal. I think he asked me to be on the crew because he knows that he'll never let his guard down. Not once. Cassie, you were once given a reward by the captain that filled the rest of the crew with jealousy. 
Why was the captain's blessing worth their scorn? You know, we're all, we're all on this crew for ourselves at the end of the day. We want things, maybe material things, maybe other kinds of things, maybe even magic things. And uh, it just so happens we all brought, to, brought together by the captain. But it doesn't mean I care about these people. Only in so much as we work together to survive. But a bunch of scoundrels, most of them. Murderers and unsightly sorts. So, you know, when, when you do a good job and you really put in that kind of extra effort for the captain, oh, it's worth it. He makes sure it's worth it. Because... <laughs> he knows. He knows this ragtag bunch he puts together is held together by his glue, just thread and a strong personality. And so I want that power one day. And uh, so, you know, you do a extra effort, maybe a special sort of a thing that other people might not quite approve of, but it's worth it. Because when the captain goes through the hall, finds the most intriguing, powerful items when you do something particularly dangerous, and then lets you pick, well, scorn me all they like, but one day it'll be me they're looking at like that. Oh, wow, people. I'll be that sort, be kind of powerful, demand respect, kind of respect I ain't never gotten. That item is my first step, and I don't care who hates me for it, because they'd have done the same. And they know it. Scoundrels, the whole lot of them. They know. We all know. We know who, we're all, who we are. Captain knows who we are, too. What the fuck did you pick? <laughs> Wouldn't you like to know? Yes. <laughs> See, problem is, is it's that kind of intrigue that the captain has. He glows and disappears and lets kids run off with his precious things. We don't know. We don't know why. We don't know what he does. And so nobody knows Nobody knows what I picked. I know what I picked because it's for me. And one day I'll have a whole house, a whole boat full of things that no one knew what I picked. Have you ever had the courage to use it? Do you even know what it does? I, of course I know what I did. You don't, I, you don't think I'm the kind of person to just pick things willy-nilly and not know what they do? Of course I know what it does. It's very powerful and I'm only going to use it when, when the time is right. You don't want to waste that kind of thing. I, of course I know what it does. What kind of insult <laughs> I am. Like I said, I'm going to be respected one day. 
I'm going to be that person walks into the room and you wouldn't dare ask me such a question because I know things. Captain knows I know things. That's why I got it. And why everyone else is jealous. You know things like I know Butcher's daughters. All right. Okay. At <laughs> <laughs> least I'm not crying in some alley. I have to have the captain come drag me back to the boat because you're holding up the whole operation. All right, all right. All right, Kleiza, the captain once spared you a punishment that would have been expected for any other member of the crew. Why? It was, I guess context should really explain it. I know everybody was wondering why I didn't get punished that night. I broke into his cabin. And I grabbed his favorite alcohol, whatever, and I drank it. But you can't blame me. It was that same night I saw somebody got stabbed, and I thought the captain liked him. I thought the captain liked the guy, okay? And I followed, like, I was, I was so happy for the captain. And, all right, so maybe I was freaked out a little bit. And maybe... I wanted to punish the captain a little bit. We all remember what happened that one time a new kid went into his cabin and drank his favorite alcohol. We didn't see the kid the next day. I mean, I want to say kid, but he's not really a kid because, you know, the new guy, basically. We didn't see him again. I don't think the captain killed him, but I'm just saying we were in the middle of the ocean and he was gone. So... And a, a lifeboat was missing. So maybe he wasn't really dead. But we all remember that one time. And maybe I was daring the captain to do something. Because I saw what I saw. And he knew I saw what I saw. And I stayed there in his cabin. Drinking all of his favorite alcohol. And he comes bursting in. And he sees me drunk. And I shout at him. I said, I saw what you did. And he said, he knows. He said, I know. And then I said, are you going to kill me too? The funny thing is, after I said that, I don't remember much of anything else. All I remember the next day was I was in my own bunk, asleep and tucked in. And I've been so curious to ask him, like, hey, remember that night? it but i've never actually done it because i'm terrified of the captain as we all are i love him but he's terrifying so i've never we've never really talked about it. he's never really brought it up interestingly enough though the fact that i can break into the captain's cabin means i've done it again i see the same amount of alcohol still in his cabinet and i know i drank all of that but it's still there so take of that what you will i know i drank it but it's still there i can't believe you're alive i know right oh my god i think i remember you not being in bed and then i fell asleep and i woke up you were there so i think i just figured you were late yeah. But I didn't see anything, but 
And I remember thinking it was weird. And you smelled. Yeah. You smelled like booze. <laughs> it was like expensive so booze. It still stinks. Yeah, it's true. Is that why you toss and turn every night? What is that dream you've had ever since then? It's, it's, it's the same day that the captain stabbed the man. But instead of the man, he's, he's stabbing me. And I don't know what that means. And I've had that same dream every night afterwards. <laughs> Great. <laughs> Dope. Love it. Ooh, this is a fun one for you. Brandy, you committed what you consider to be a serious crime in the name of the captain. Oh, boy. What was it? What do I consider a serious crime? As opposed to the normal amount of crime that I commit on a regular basis for the captain. Happily and with no argument. Mm -hmm. Yeah, regular crimes. I killed someone who didn't deserve it. They were just at the wrong place at the wrong time. And it was on an errand. Not a normal errand, but one where the captain took me and only me along. Pretty sticky-fingered, but I'm also really small. I can fit into a lot of places. I can get in and out of places. If I'm my mouth is shut, I can be pretty much invisible. My mouth is open, not so much. I know when to when to shut up. Well, I, I, I can be told to shut up by the captain, put it that way. He wanted something. We were in a bigger city for once. Everybody had their own tasks. Everybody was busy. Nobody would notice if we, if it was just the two of us that slipped off into the city. And uh, it was evening, so the sun was setting, giving us a bit more cover, especially in a busy city. And the captain told me to get something. Uh, it was wrapped up. I didn't see it. It felt, it felt not good. Touching the package felt felt bad. Something about it was off. Uh, it felt like death, but I did what I was told, and I broke into this really nice house, really nice house, kind of like a museum-like house. Super pretty, toilet paper and everything. It was amazing, and I, I mean, I might have taken a roll with me for the for the ship because it's nice it's very nice and um when i finally got to the room the captain had a map of the of the place and had given it to me and i managed to get the item and made me a little dizzy but you know as long as the captain said don't touch it only only touch the wrappings don't touch the thing i did not ask what would happen if i touched the thing and the moment i was near it it felt pretty clear that yeah if I wanted to touch the thing, it would probably be the last thing I ever did. So I made sure to keep my gloves on and and I didn't look at it. I just, I left it in its weird, thick wrapping. It was really old, the wrapping. Like it felt like cloth, but not like cloth like we have now. It felt a lot stiffer and it, it just, it was all yellow and old and kind of gross, but Whatever, captain asked me, captain gets it. And the captain said he would meet me by the dock afterwards and that nobody could see me leave with the item. That was the only other instruction. It was get in, get out, go to the dock, don't let anybody see me. 
and this this guy i think he was just like a like a like a cook at that house or something maybe not even probably more like a potato peeler type of dude he was like my age he was really confused to see me pop out of a window especially a third story window he'd just been outside in the back i think he was getting vegetables from the garden for for dinner probably or maybe even already prepping for breakfast and he was just a normal kid but the captain said nobody could see me and i'd been so careful and the kid didn't recognize what was in my hands i think so much as he recognized i wasn't supposed to have it and i i climbed down and pretended to wave him over like i was going to let him talk to me and i let him get comfortable and i made sure to mess with my left ear my left ear and, and push the hair back there so he kept glancing up at the movement and then i tucked the items package like under my arm and when he looked up for like the sixth time nice and like lulled into security and and um I let him berate me for almost getting caught. He wasn't even going to turn me in. He he thought I would get in trouble if I got caught, and he didn't want me to get in trouble. And as I distracted him that last time, I used my other hand, and I slit his throat because I needed him to die quickly and quietly. And I dragged him to the bushes and he stared at me because it still takes a minute and I knew I couldn't leave before I knew he was dead so I had to stand there for a good minute and let him stare at me as he died and then I had to go back to the captain and when he asked me if anybody saw me I said no and I gave him the package and I didn't see it again and now when we go to that port, I stay on the ship. You never told him that you killed? No. What's the point? I've killed people on purpose for the captain before. This one was just in the way, and he had to go. So there's no need to tell him. Yeah, that makes sense. Do you think the captain knows? Mm, sometimes I feel like the captain can see death, you know? Like, I just feel like he, he could see it on you and and around you. It wouldn't surprise me if he could see a fucking number over your head and coordinates where your last breath's gonna be, but that's probably a little bit too hocus pocusy, but uh, if he could tell, he didn't mind. And that's enough for me, but I I only kill people he tells me to, and he's always had a reason. It's always been a good one. I think at this time you know the captain's pretty observant how did you describe away all that blood so um if you hold your dagger on the side only the dagger gets bloody if you press in it's gross it's a lot more brutal but if you press in and you don't take the dagger out it doesn't spurt you just have to wait for the pressure to be released 
So I had to hold the dagger in his throat for a couple of seconds instead of just slitting it. And then I dropped it, which made it gross, very gross. But I I told him later that I lost the dagger because I didn't have time to clean it on anything where nobody would see it. And I had to drop it into the dock before I boarded the ship to make sure nobody would find it. That was my nicest dagger. I have out of character questions later. Um, and <laughs> oh, depends, no. depends no. on our question, depends on the answer, whether our meeting is going to happen. Hey, I hate to tell you this. This was a sting. This was an um, FBI uh, sting. We got you know now. What you've we done, do know. where you've done it, who you've done it for. <laughs> Round her up. Let's go. Don't. I just joked this morning that I'm under an FDA that is so heavy that I'm scared if I say anything, SWAT's going to bust through my windows. <laughs> Well, that was extremely metal. Oh, uh, yeah, just <laughs> super brutal. Yes, I do also DM horror games, contrary to the pastel pretty aesthetic I have everywhere else. Ooh, You know that a popular rumor about the captain is false. Why have you kept it going? There's a lot of stories that'll circulate about a person like the captain. Again... There are people, prisoners on death row, just sitting and telling themselves all kinds of fantastic tales about the captain because it's a comfort. There are people in the Navy who will tell stories about the captain because they like ghost stories. They like to scare themselves with nightmares of the force that lives out on the sea. There are other pirate ships out on the waves that like to give themselves a little bit of comfort in thinking that one of their number, an outlaw, a sea dog, they're strong enough to take on some of the greatest powers in the world. There are so many reasons to make up a story about the captain. And being on the crew now, as long as I've been on the crew, I've heard a lot of them. And occasionally I feel moved to fill in some details, push things in one direction or another. But there's one story, one story that stood out to me the first time I heard it. The captain sold his soul to the devil. That's a popular one. People repeat it all the time. I didn't think much of it really the first time I heard it, because I'll tell you, being an outlaw, that's a story that's been told about me. That's a story that's been told about the governors of some podunk outposts in the middle of nowhere in the sea. Anytime anyone feels any measure of anything about a person they, have, they haven't met before in their life, They'll tell someone that that person sold their soul to the devil. But knowing the captain, seeing things that the captain has allowed me to see as he's demonstrated that he's not going to let his guard down and that I am a wolf that will not prey upon his flock, 
I've come to understand the truth of certain things. Which means I know that if people knew the truth, they'd be a lot more worried. So, I let people think that the captain has sold his soul to the devil. It's easier. Hey heroes, it's James, your Game Master, and welcome to the mid-roll. Heroes, I hope you're enjoying this episode because, of course, we are playing Captain My Captain, which is a game that I've created. If you enjoyed this game specifically, you can actually help me out. I'm currently shopping this game around to publishers, and in order to convince them that this is the game that they'd like to pick up and publish, of folks who would be interested in picking up a copy when it's available. I'm just using this mailing list to quote how many people say they would want to buy the game if it comes out. The only times that you will hear from it is when I have found a publisher, when there are previews to share from that publisher, and finally when I notify everyone that the game is available. So if you like the game and you want to join the mailing list, head over to bit.ly slash captainrpg and sign up. I'm really excited about this game. I have so much fun playing it every time we've done a playtest, and I want to bring it to folks like you. And I'm hoping that a nice mailing list will give me the edge I need. One Shot is brought to you by our backers on Patreon. Everyone who supports us over at patreon.com slash oneshotpodcast helps us bring you episodes like this because it helps us pay the cast, buy any games or materials we need to play, pay our editor Tracy Barnett, cover hosting, and of course keeps me and my family alive with my paycheck. I sincerely appreciate all of you because without you, we wouldn't be able to make shows like this. We're going to be putting together a new list of backer names this week that I will somehow chop up to be distributed throughout all the episodes that I will not actually be able to provide a voiceover for. So if you'd like to hear your name on the air, you should head over to patreon.com slash one shot podcast and sign up now. Now then, with all that out of the way, let's get back to the show. Well, if there are no further questions, we have arrived at the final question of the game. And getting a quick tone check, what kind of ending are people looking for? As I mentioned pre-game, I want my character personally to suffer a gruesome death and leave dramatic impact on the living. That is my goal in any story that I participate in and whether it's funny or not, that is still my goal. <laughs> okay. I'm good with continuing the tone that we have, which seems to be like yeah. some horror hilarity. Yeah. 100%. Um, yeah. 100% Great. down with that. That sounds fantastic. Yeah. Then I think, I think then we're fit for the classic ending. Which is, on the last part of your journey, the captain tells you to stay and wait for them to return, and then strides into the gates of hell. How long do you wait? Maybe 10 minutes, maybe 15 minutes, definitely not that long of a wait. And then, I bet if he was there, he would have looked at me and said, if you go here, you would never go home, but... He wasn't really there. 
So after 15 minutes, the recklessness in me, the big fuck you, I do what I want in me, runs after him into the gates of hell. Yeah, I would have been watching you horrified. What's the last thing we hear from you? Just a comedic sound of my name. A Wilhelm scream? Basically, I go, Leroy Jenkins! Into it. (laughs) (laughs) And that is my name. So... I shout, ah, I shout my name what a perfect as I reveal. go into the gates of hell. <laughs> that is one hell of an exit. Thank you. Thank you very much. Literally. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I wait because I don't have anywhere else to go. I don't know anybody else. I don't trust anybody else on the crew. I trusted you. and You're dead, which seems to just keep happening really on that crew. Unfortunately, definitely keeps you from getting close to anybody but the captain. But um, I stay days, nights. If I need to eat, I grab something from the kitchens. But I don't. I basically grab it, run right back, sit my ass down, and stare into the gates of hell. And I wait because if I'm not waiting, that means... That's a definitive departure from my entire life. And that's more terrifying than a captain that can walk into the gates of hell and maybe come back. I I don't know how long the process is going to be initially. So I settle in. I watch I watch that deluded child run towards a fate that might not have even been theirs. Nobody went in after that. Everyone, everyone knows that if the captain tells you to do something, you do it. It's not just for his sake, it's for yours as well. So I got real acquainted with that fire. And I couldn't help but think that of all those years ago, the captain hadn't arrived to that port and laid siege to that prison that I'd be looking at that fire a lot sooner, that I was already living on borrowed time, and that I not only have seen things that other people haven't seen, but I can see things that other people can't see. There are few folks who have seen the captain at night. They've all kept quiet about it. And the ones that didn't, we don't see them anymore. I have a hand in that. But I know where the captain goes. And I know what he keeps in his bag. And I know why he needs to go where he went in order to get that treasure that he promised everyone on the ship. And I know our captain's capable of some incredible things. And that makes him in some ways, a little similar to me. After the first day, I wasn't worried. After the first week, I wasn't worried. You could tell the weaker members of the crew, those that the captain hadn't spent much time with, those rough gems that didn't get enough polish, you could tell when they were cracking. 
especially when supplies started to run low after after the first month. But that's when I felt it too. I looked up at the moon. I knew we were headed to a new cycle. I knew what that meant. I knew so many things that no one else knew. And I knew that no matter what, I belonged there anyway. That was the jail that I was really made to rot in. And if it might help the captain find his way back, then I should go too. So I stood up. People called out. People tried to pull me back, but it was half-hearted because they all know what happens to people who get in my way. And without the captain around to keep me in check, I was liable to do anything. So I just walked forward. I knew that the captain, no matter what, would never let his guard down. So there's no trick that the devil could play to keep him there. If he was stuck, it's simply because he needed another set of hands. And why not a hand who was willing to do the things that he was never willing to do? Leroy Jenkins is waiting for you on the other side. Yeah, hell yeah. Hell yeah, Leroy. You're here. Let's go. <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> you know, Leroy is a fool. And no way I'm doing that. But at first, you stay. You just stay. Because the hall has got to be good. It's It's got to be. Hell? The gates of hell? The blue made sense. It all made sense. The, 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 the box I chose. So I, you know, sat. I waited. I twiddled my thumbs, played cards, slept, ate. And then things started getting a little rough. People started getting big ideas. And... You know, kind of, kind of started to look like an opportunity to me. You know, everybody said the captain would come back. At first, everybody said the captain would come back. We should stay put. Some people left. Meh. Probably catch them later for that one. Bad decision. But then days turned into weeks. Turned into starting to run out of food and the people needed some leadership a group of scoundrels like this without their captain i said it before glue and thread fire melts glue burns thread and so the whole crew starts to fray starts to really show their colors starts to regress at least some some of us made out of sturdier stuff than that. And it started to look more and more like an opportunity. So I stopped just sitting around, stopped just twiddling my thumbs and started kind of looking, looking at that box, that box the captain gave me. And this seemed like the kind of unnatural place, the kind of unnatural thing that the captain's about. He can do it, so can I. So I opened that box. Thought it was time. Told the crew I was going to take over. That it was time to get back in line. 
get this place back right. Asked me how I was going to do it. Couldn't tell him this from that. And so I told him, I got this. I can tell you what to do. I can make you. can make you like the captain made you. And so I opened the box and there, there was a flash. And uh, now I don't know where I am. It's kind of, um, it's strange here, kind of hard and rough and cold. My box is gone too. There's no crew and no ship. Tried to walk around a bit and seemed to just go around in circles. Haven't seen anybody here. Hungry, but I don't die. I'm thirsty and I don't die of it. It's just cold and hard, which <laughs> I guess serves me right. Cold, hard life, cold, hard, well, whatever this is. I don't know what that box he gave me was. I thought it was powerful. I guess it was, but I um, guess I'll never get that ship. <sighs> that ruled. That was great. <laughs> Man. Oh, yeah. so good. So good. That was so much fun. That was amazing. Y'all are awesome. That was so fun. Yeah. <laughs> Absolute blast playing with y'all. That was that was great. <laughs> yeah. Uh really, that's all there is to say. Thank you. So thank you all fun. so much for playing with me. It, it was a delight to <laughs> To meet you That's and watch you just <laughs> knock it out of the goddamn park like that. <laughs> These games are always so much fun. They really play. are. They're so great. Yeah. <laughs> this episode of One Shot features epic pirate theme by Ross Bugden. This episode of One Shot was edited and sound designed by Tracy Barnett. You can find more of their work online anywhere at The Other Tracy. Well, heroes, that's it for One Shot this week, but don't worry. We'll be back next week with Punk's Been Dead Since 79. In the meantime, be sure to check out some of the other amazing gaming shows here on the One Shot Network, like Design Doc. Join hosts Hannah Schaefer and Evan Rowland as they redesign their first role-playing game. Design Doc is an experiment in public participatory analog game design. It's fun, it's messy, and you're invited along for the ride. As always, we end one shot with a call to action. And normally I talk about political causes pretty much exclusively here in this section. And I do still think being involved in politics is important. If you're eligible, I think you should register to vote, and I think you should vote in every election. And I also think it makes a difference to contact your representatives and support the issues that are important to you. However, especially throughout this new administration, it has become increasingly clear that political power is not the only avenue to change that we should focus on. In the past couple of years, we have seen a big uptick in people joining and forming labor unions. And the more I look at our political future, the more important a role I think labor unions are going to play in progressive politics. 
Historically, they've been linked pretty significantly, and I think conservatives in the United States especially have worked very hard to try and disempower unions and disentangle them from the left. So, on top of making sure that you're registered to vote and that you're contacting your representatives, my challenge to you is to join or form a labor union wherever you work. Across many different industries, including many in tech, we are seeing unions pop up and those unions protect their constituents. That's the kind of power that you want to have on your side. I have worked very few jobs in my life where I felt my boss had my back or the corporate employer that I was working for had my back. And that's because the structure of capitalism does not want them to have your back. So don't look to corporations or management to suddenly and whimsically decide to look out for your needs. Look to the people who are in the same boat as you, your fellow laborers. Even if historically you have not had union representation in your job, it does not mean that you can't or that it's impossible. So band together, make your voices heard, and fight for each other. Thanks, heroes.